You're listening to That Jesus Podcast. Hey, it's Titus with That Jesus Podcast. Today we're featuring a conversation that Drew and Patrick had with Keith Yates, also known as Bear, that they recorded in person out west or in the wilderness or wherever Drew lives. If you love hymns, you're going to really like this episode. If, like me, you do not love hymns, but love Jesus nevertheless, if that's possible, I think you'll also get something out of this. Uh, It was a great conversation, so sit back and enjoy. When I went to school in Ohio, we had to learn hymns. So that was that's my uh, my introduction to hymns. We had two hymn books that were one one had fifty four hymns in it, and one had forty eight hymns in it. And we, we didn't sing them all. But was I mean, that most, real? Yeah, yeah. But we had to learn them because we had to learn them first because we didn't know how to read Braille at first, so we had to memorize them. So and then and then in uh, second grade. Then we could uh, take the hymn book to chapel. They'd tell us which one we should take. And then our fourth grade teacher would, on Monday, on Tuesday, um, Tuesday and Friday, she would, I mean, we'd go to chapel for maybe 15 minutes and we'd sing two or three or four hymns. So, you know, there was all the regular, the Christmas carols. And then, of course, um, the Thanksgiving hymns, um, Plow the field and oh, we plow the field and scatter and come be thankful people come. But then we also did a lot like a charge to keep I have and uh, our God of help in ages past. And uh, some songs that are familiar to a lot of people, like In the Garden and The Old Rugged Cross and Rock of Ages. Uh, but and then we also had to learn the patriotic hit songs like we had to learn all the verses to the Star Spangled Banner, which is four. And not too long ago, I heard somebody, a uh, uh, recording of a band singing all four verses of the Star Spangled Banner. And I hadn't heard that in 60 years. Wow. So, and then of course, my country, Tis of Thee, and, and America the Beautiful. And um, in fourth grade, our teacher had us copy the hymns out of the hymn book because they were uh, the hymns were in grade one and a half braille and we were learning grade two braille so we copied the hymns out of the hymn book from grade one and a half to grade two braille is one more complex than the one other? yeah one's there yeah. one has one is less uh, the, the grade two braille is uh it's a contracted braille and, uh, and grade one is uncontracted braille, where everything is written out. I see. So we we sang other hymns that I don't hear very much anymore today, like Help Somebody Today, Somebody Did a Golden Deed, I Would Be True. 
Yeah. Oh, whatever, Drew. Uh, I sang that with the chorus one time, and it was one of my favorites. For those who trust me, I yep. would be brave for those who care. What about somebody did a golden deed? Somebody did. No. Uh, Get out, Drew. You know that too. Was that somebody? Yeah. Was oh. that somebody? Oh no way! How do you know that? Uh, that's a popular Mennonite song, right? Kind of a VBS type song. I almost thought we sang it in school. Did well, you really? Yeah. How does it start? Somebody did a golden deed, thinking himself a friend in need. Somebody, something. I don't remember the words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's somebody you. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then what about help somebody today? I don't know if I know that one. Let's look me all there. around. You find someone in need. Help somebody today. Though it be little a neighborly deed. Help somebody today. Help somebody today. Somebody along life's way. Let sorrow be ended. A friendless befriended. Oh, help somebody today. Now, I kind of thought you were a, more of like a hymn guy. These are more gospel songs. But, but did you just hear what I just said? Yeah. I said, these are hymns I learned when I was growing up. So... In, in the, at school. And they were in the hymn book. So do you still appreciate them? Uh, do I? Oh, Drew, they make me think of years gone by. They mm. wish me... Like there's a garden where Jesus is waiting. That's another there's song we sang. There's a garden sang. where Jesus is waiting. Yeah, you know it all. <laughs> <Don't you? laughs> okay, what about... Um, uh, what about... Um, My God, I thank you has made the earth so bright. My God, I thank thee who oh, yeah. has made the earth so bright. Yes, that makes me think of school as well. Is that? No, no, that's it. What's, there's one that's a lot like that. Yeah, that's that one. What? My God, I thank thee. And it has and that, that line, I thank thee that all rejoice. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I love that verse. That's, that's a beautiful one. Yeah. And then, um, of course, um, In the Hour of Trial. That's James Montgomery. Again. I, I learned that one from you, actually, with those tapes you did. Oh. In the hour of trial, Jesus, plead for me, lest my base denial I depart from thee. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, um, oh, well, the other, like Jesus, Savior, pilot me, of course. Jesus, Savior. Yeah, Jesus loves me, this I know. Uh, well, oh, what about Bright in the Corner? Brighten the corner. Uh, yes, where, where you, you are. are. Yep. And uh, count your blessings. Count your many blessings. Yeah, that's another one that we uh, sang. Those two have a lot of school memories for me. Little orange books. And, we um, but then when I went away to the went to the school for the blind in in Michigan, and I went to the Baptist church, and um, in Lansing South Baptist Church, and man, did I learn hymns that I never heard of before. Hmm. Uh, like, uh, well, it was, um, and of course we sang Fanny Crosby hymns at songs at school, like Blessed Assurance, of course. And, mm-hmm. and, um, um, you know, pass me now, O gentle savior. Yep. I am thine, O Lord. I've heard thy love voice in it. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. And, um, oh, oh, another one we did in school was, you not to temptation. Mm-hmm. Another, I don't know where this song comes from, but the that's not Fanny Crosby. Fo- what? You not to No, follow the gleam. Do, do you know? 
in the nights, in the days of nights of days of old, something. La da 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 dee dee. Da 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 dee dee. Just follow, follow the gleam. Banners unfurled or are the world. So it's follow, follow the gleam. Something that is the grail. I don't know what that song, I, I don't understand what that, uh, that song that I think they sang in the early, late 1890s or mm. maybe 1880s. I don't know what that song is. When, when, I don't know what that song is, but that's one song we sang at school. That, mm. Oh, and, oh, yeah, and that's the other one. <laughs> Whispering Hope. <laughs> that song is fine. <laughs> what? Say that again? That song is just fine. <laughs> no, no, you've heard it? Soft as the voice of yes, an angel. Yeah. Do you like that one? Uh, see, all these songs, I don't know. They just remind me of school. <laughs> yeah. And they make me wish I could turn the clock back. Mm. And Is there anything wrong with like saying, I like this song because it has sentimental value? Or does it have to be this deep, complex, 18-verse exposition on <laughs> Shut up, seven? True. No, I'm serious. <laughs> no, I think you have a point. Like, but, see, then, but see, then, when I went away to school and, and discovered some other hymns that... Yeah. And I, I, um, but I tell you, when I would hear songs that I sung at school when I was growing up, it would, I would almost, it was almost painful because I wanted to go back there again. I remember one Sunday morning in, at church in Lansing, we sang in the cross of Christ, like glory. I wanted, I, I almost, I wanted to sit down and howl because yeah. I wanted to be back at school in chapel and hearing us sing those songs, that song. Can you sing, can you sing the first verse of that one? I don't what? think Patrick knows it. What? In the cro- cross of Christ I glory. I got the rhythm mixed up. Ta- towering o'er the wrecks of time. All the light of sacred story gathers around. Sing it for us. Do you know, you're not Patrick? No, it's not going to bell. Oh, in the cro- <laughs> I can't sing very well. Get him a cup of water, them. Patrick. <laughs> in the cross, no, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to sing it. Come back here, Patrick. <laughs> when I went away to college, then I started because in the sixties we sang all these gospel songs at church, mm. like um, "It's Just Like Jesus to Roll the Clouds Away," "It's Just Like Jesus to Keep Me Day by Day," "It's Just Like Jesus All Along the Way." It's just like his great love. And uh, songs like All the Way My Savior Leads Me. No, no, that, that, what, I like that song. But um, Down in the Valley with My Savior I Would Go. You, you know that? Down you know, in the I, Valley with My Savior I Would Go. I where the storms are sweeping Spanish. and the sweet waters grow. Or uh, Anywhere with Jesus I Can Safely Go. Mm-hmm. Just those gospel songs that were kind of like, they were all right. They were Sunday evening songs. So in the morning we would sing songs. <laughs> in the morning we would sing sing songs like that. Great God of Wonders, all thy yeah. works, works, and uh, maybe um, when I surveyed a wondrous cross, mm-hmm. or uh, my face looks up to that. We learned that song at school too. And yeah. and um, then then when I was in ninth grade, somebody gave me a hymn book, a, a hymn book that the church used to use. So I would have people read the hymns to me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I would look up these hymns that I didn't know, and they, we didn't sing anymore. And one of them was um, "At Even Ere the Sun Was Set." Do, do you know that? 
Yeah, not not super well. How do you know that? Drew, how do you know these songs? It's not fair. I, I have to say, Bear, I think some of my first... No, it's not true. You Years and years and years and years ago, you, really, you recorded uh, two cassettes with all yeah. these old hymns. And that really expanded some of my uh, repertoire, for lack of a better term. And I really started digging in. And this is before I met you. Um, digging into the older hymns, um, but I think it might have been you that I actually on that recording. Oh, I did love you do that. that one on the recording? Yes, I love that hymn. Yeah, it tells us. It just tells the story in such a beautiful. Yeah, it does. Way. It talks about what what you know the the, the condition of people's hearts from time to time. Yep. And it's the only one that can really deal with it is the Lord. Um, oh, you know, like at even ere the sun would set, the sickle Lord around thee lay. Oh, what in divers' pains they met, or with what joy they went away. And then, of course, once more, tis even tied and we oppressed with various ills draw near. What if life form we cannot see, we feel and know that thou art here? O oh, Savior Christ, our woes a spell, for some are sick and some are sad, and some have never loved thee well, and some have lost the love they had, and, and, and some have friends who, and some are tried with sinful, oh, and some are. Oh man, you have to look it up. It's some wonderful words, and I've sung that song many times. And for me, thinking back on how that hymn impacted me, that that particular one, I like it's taking this short little tiny story, hardly even a story when we read it in the Gospels, of people bringing the sick to Jesus, yeah, and Jesus healing them, and all these as the as the lyric says, divers' ills, um, and it just expands it to say like where does this bring us do we still believe that jesus can meet our needs and even though he's not with us physically he's still here and we can still bring our needs to him and i just love that about hymns and about um about music i guess that it can sort of unpack something and let us just sit there and linger but but you see you see uh one verse i love is and none O lord have her perfect rest for none are wholly free from sin and they who fain would serve thee best are conscious most of wrong within. Mm-hmm. And the other one is, uh, and some, uh, let's see, and some are tried with, what's that? And some are tried with sinful doubts, and some have, oh, I don't remember that first either, but it's just a wonderful, wonderful hymn that, um, it's one of the hymns I want sung at my funeral, so. Okay, well, write that down. <laughs> well, we have it all written down already. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, and then they see, we, we then we came across hymns like um, uh, 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 Jerusalem the Golden. Uh, do, do you know that? With milk and honey blessed beneath thy contemplation. Sicard nah. and voice oppressed. I think you've got me. That's by one of the Latin people way back yonder. Mm. Uh, just like, um, uh, oh, the other one, you know, Jesus, the very thought of thee, mm. with sweetness fills thy breast. But Isn't far. that Bernardo Clairvaux? Mm-hmm. Originally? Yeah. So, oh. so can I ask you a question? What? My, I, I love that hymn, um, Jesus, the very thought of thee with sweetness fills my breast. But I was talking to someone, uh, my mother-in-law actually, and she was going on about how silly and absurd some of the lyrics of hymns sound to us today. Like, Jesus, the very thought of thee with sweetness fills my breast. That just sounds kind of weird to our ears. It so kind of what? It just sound, kind of sounds weird. Like, 
you know, it's really good to see you. Obi Arla said that. Yeah, Whatever, I would never. <laughs> yeah, I would never say that to you. Better the very. Thought I can just hear Arla saying that too. <laughs> She's something else. She's a girl. She's quite a lady. But what do you think? Like, do you think that hymns are kind of too outdated now? Kind of what? Are, are kind of outdated, or they should be updated? Do you like contemporary songs? Some of them I do, but I see there's a there's a group called Indel- Indelible Grace. You've mm-hmm. heard? I've heard it. I'm not real familiar with them. Oh, they they sing a lot of old hymns, but they they put the, they put modern tunes to them. Some of them I said, well, I don't know why you did that because <laughs> the, the, the words don't fit the the tune doesn't fit the words. But see, we aren't used to to talking about. I think the way we look at the Lord today, He's somebody who saves us. He's somebody who, you know, we we. Uh, but the thought of Him being being somebody that when we think about Him, our hearts fill with 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 love and adoration and uh, and joy to think about who He is and what He's like. And you know, you read the, the Psalms, especially. And what they have to say about the Lord, he's my rock, he's, you know, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous runneth in, into it and are safe. Mm-hmm. And thinking about these pictures of who, how he presents himself, he's the one that we can come to, we can we can trust. Well, when you see the picture of John leaning his head on the Lord's breast at the supper time, you know, there's something there's sweet, and, and there's something that's comforting about that and it's precious that, the Lord, here the creator of the universe, let this, this man, John, lay his head on his breast. And, of course, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that breast beat with love and tenderness toward, toward John, toward all of, all of his disciples. So I, I think maybe for people it, it sounds outdated, but I don't know. I, I guess I'm a, like I... I can identify with them. Yeah. So the language is a bit outdated in some cases, and that's why something like, you know, with sweetness fills my breast sounds a bit odd. But the thing that that you love about it, and I think I love about some of the old hymns, is their willingness to linger and spend a lot of words and ideas thinking about God, thinking about Christ, and painting all these pictures. You know, like we just talked about, even when the sun or the sun was set, and this. Oh yeah, you see the Lord Jesus. Where all these people come to him, and and uh, yeah. So Patrick, you listen to a lot of like contemporary music. What are some like contemporary songs that that kind of do that, where they like take you into this place of reflection? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, pardon me, but I was just like comparing the sloppy wet kiss metaphor to the, <laughs> the what? I was comparing the sloppy wet kiss metaphor from John Mark McMillan to the with sweetness fills my breast and just comparing the two. What um, does he say? <laughs> Who's he? He's a he, modern songwriter. Yeah. A and, Christian writer. Uh, yes. One of his more popular songs is Oh, How He Loves. And one of the one of the verses says something about um heaven met earth with a wet sloppy kiss oh sad. <laughs> well but how and i think patrick is saying how is that totally different from 
<laughs> yeah, with sweetness fills my breast. <laughs> what do you think there's a difference? I think a comparison can be made. What? Um, they're just using emotional metaphors. Very physically. Yeah. <laughs> Physical emotional metaphors. <laughs> yes. One seems a little. Yeah. When. Yeah. One seems kind of. It's kind of what? One is more overtly, almost maybe sexually romantic. Yeah. Um, eh. I see. For me, it was weird because sloppy wet kiss always reminds me of like a puppy. The Lord and the Lord doesn't do that. <laughs> that yeah. too. That too. Um. Yeah. So, man. I. But see. Go ahead. Really good question. Um. About. Uh, yeah, how music. I do listen to a lot more contemporary. I don't think I dive in as much as you guys do it's more background yeah it yeah um i can definitely say there have been songs that um yeah have been impact on a personal level mm-hmm. i have just hearing you guys talk it made me i connect with hymns too just growing up in um traditional yeah. church and being a part of choirs and things i would say music has actually impacted me more when i'm more involved like singing in a choir or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. um like that one i would be true um I have good memories with it too, and just do really appreciate the words. Um, So sorry, I don't have a great answer about it. Yeah, how it compares with contemporary music. I would say the one thing I loved hearing you guys talk about, because even yeah, totally stereotypically, I can view hymns as these lofty, grand words. They're just disconnected from reality. Yeah. And it was really cool to hear you guys make this comparison with John and I'm ready. What was the title of that hymn you guys were talking about? The one you once sung at your funeral. Had even air the sun was set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, How those songs still do emotionally connect with people. Yeah. Um, And in the same way, I don't. I've never heard that song sung anywhere. But well, once when I told it someplace, but I've never heard it sung otherwise. Yeah. See. I mean, it's, when you think, there's too many hymns, too many songs. You can't learn them all. You can't sing them all. But but I've fallen in love with Charles Wesley's hymns, that's for sure. And and, and Isaac Watts and, of course, John Newton. And I, I love Samuel Medley. And Joseph, Cooper. Jo, jo, huh? Cooper. Joseph yeah, Swain and, and William Cowper. And uh, and uh, John, John Fawcett. Uh, you know, we don't... The only hymn we we know by John Fawcett now is um, "Blessed Be the Tie That Binds." Oh yeah, but he wrote some lovely hymns that um, I love. Um, Jesus, the heavenly lover, gave his life, my wretched soul to save. Resolved to make his mercies known, he and he and he. Let's see, Jesus, the heavenly lover, gave his life, my wretched soul to save. Uh, Boy, I can't remember the rest of it. Uh, so that that's that's a lovely hymn about uh, my guilt, my wretchedness. He knows yet takes and claims me for his spouse. Him, uh, uh, him. Something becomes my wedding. So talking about the, the Lord and his um, his uh, relationship to his people as a bridegroom, and we're the bride and he's the bridegroom. Yeah, one of my favorite probably all-time favorite lines from a hymn and I like I almost always kind of choke up for some reason when we sing it at church and 
I'm not really one of those guys that chokes up is um No what? One of my favorites that really gets me is uh My Shepherd will supply my needs to his, his name, name and it's the last verse. Yeah. Um there would I find a set of rest while others come and go. Come. No, no more a stranger, stranger or a guest, but, but like, like a, a child, child at home. home. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. yeah. And that no more a stranger nor a guest, but like a child at home. Just, uh, when God makes up his last account of natives in his holy mount, will be an honor to appear as one newborn or nourished there. That's another by hmm. Isaac Watts. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember to him that I, or a song that I've been really reflecting on the past few months with some of the challenges we've been facing. And I have some friends, including uh, Titus Kipfer, that really gets on me about my views on communion. And this is a song about communion. And even though it's a very contemporary song, um, this uh, this is a song written by a, uh, what's the guy's name? Son of Laughter. That's his band. And he says, uh, look around the table, behold your company, see the needy and unlovable and many enemies. I know that peace has never worked before, but this feast satisfies the thirst for war. For justice has been won, and mercies made us new. And it continues, um, As we pour the wine, we feel our hungry hearts awake to the meal we could not make. And this picture inviting us to place ourselves at that Last Supper with Jesus, Mm -hmm. where he's looking around the table, and he's seeing Judas, who's like the ultimate enemy, the ultimate betrayer. And he offers him bread and wine. But but, hmm, did did he go out after supper or was he there when the Lord gave the, 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 the I don't know well he literally calls out Judas by giving him the oh he did they put his hand with me in the dish did you know they say who's who who and that mm-hmm. so yeah that's interesting hmm. yeah and to to think about Jesus our our prime example and our savior breaking the bread and giving it to the one who would later betray him with a Wet sloppy kiss. Um, <laughs> with a what? No. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist that. <laughs> but betraying him with a kiss, and yet Jesus still gave it to him. That's that's so profound. So, how do you? What does your um, devotional life look like, Bear? Oh, I don't know. You know. You know, I'm reading. I'm, I'm, I'm memorizing the Psalms. Some of the Psalms in German now. And and it made me really think of the Lord and His who He is and how He thinks about us and it's uh, you you it's hard to think about learning to to love Him and appreciate Him for who He who He is His His you know His greatness His when I think about like the the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous runneth into it are and are safe and when you struggle with temptation and with sin, there's nobody else to turn to but him at times, and you run to him and say, Lord, these are the things that you promise to those who put your trust in you. Like he that confesseth and forsaketh his sin shall have mercy. So I think, Lord, here I am. Here I'm guilty as charged, confessing my sin, and this is what you promised. You promise of those who will forsake their sin and confess their sin to you, they'll have mercy. So make good your promise to me that you promised in the, in your word. And and also I've been thinking, there's a book that somebody just wrote called A Gentle Mercy. 
and uh, it's it's about uh, the Lord Jesus and, and his present ministry in heaven and what he's doing for his own he prays for his own even even when they, when they fall into sin he his heart goes out to them and um, years ago I used to look up hymns in the hymn book to talk about that the Lord Jesus is our great high priest mm-hmm. and think about Hebrews uh, in the book of Hebrews where it says about him that he's he's touched with our he, he knows our trials and he knows our temptation and he's he's moved with with the struggle that we go through mm-hmm. and and of course oh man all these hymns come to mind yeah he, uh, he when he sojourned here below poured out his cries and tears you know now sin it feels afresh what every member bears touched with the sympathy within he knows our feeble frame he knows what sorest trials mean for his felt the same and so knowing that the lord jesus knows something about loneliness and know something about um, how difficult it is to, uh, in some ways, to, to and to bow your will to your Father's will, and that's what He did. And so that's a comfort to know, and that makes you love Him even more because you said, "Lord, you do understand how I feel. You do know something about loneliness. You do know something about being betrayed by your friends. Mm-hmm. You do know something about." people who talk and say like Peter with a big talker but when it came push came to shove he failed he denied you three times what must and see sometimes we think the Lord had to have feelings at all but he did I mean he was a man so he felt those things he felt you know what how do you think he felt when Peter stood there and said I don't know you I don't know this man how do you think what do you think that did to his heart and he knew Peter and he talked with them. What do you think it did to his heart when all the disciples ran away from him and nobody was there? The scripture said he looked for some that pity on him, but there was no man. Neither found they any to comfort him. How do you think he felt? And so, uh, and the scripture says that the Lord Jesus offered up prayers with strong cries and tears while he was on earth. Too. And he, he, did, he gave himself to the one who was able to deliver him. So even in the midst of all this this heartache and things that he'd gone through, he he knows what it's like for us because he's been there. And that this that to me makes him more more precious and, and more real. And that's why we sing that hymn, Jesus a very solid thee with sweetness fills my breath because of who he is and what he has done and how he cares for his own. And now he still, he, his heart is still moved when we struggle with sin, you know. You have to have both. You have to have the Lord's anger against sin. And on the other hand, he, he, he came and he died for sinners. So he, um, but I also know that the Lord's promises are not just, oh, he promises everybody. There are stipulations with his promises because they're those people who fear him and who trust him of sin the double cure save me from its guilt and power say that again be of sin the double cure save me from its guilt and power yeah oh i love top ladies hymns too oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> see and see some of these hymns that i love have doctrinal things to them that oh do you know the hymn heart the angels sing 
uh, Hark How All the Welcome Rings is the original tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, Failed in Flesh, the Godhead See, mm-hmm. Held Incarnate Deity, Please as Man with, with Man to Dwell. Yeah, Jesus or Emmanuel. Those, those are, those are, those are filled with mystery and awe, you know. Mm-hmm. What's another, uh, our God contracted to expand and comprehensively made man? I don't know that one. That's that's by Charles Wesley too. Okay, say that line again. I have to unpack that in my brain a little bit. Our God incomprehensibly made man. Our God contracted to a span, incomprehensibly made man. You can Google that. I think it's come. That heaven and earth agree, and something it says the name of that hymn. But see these hymns that talk about, uh, like like for uh, oh um um done is a. Uh, oh, uh, Mr. Bonar's hymn, Done is the Work That Saves One's End Forever Done. Finish the Righteousness That Closed the Unrighteous One. So, see, all these hymns have some doctrinal things that they talk about. That, And then also, then uh, again, talking about how the believers should respond to these truths, you know. You, you know the hymn, Jesus, Jesus Loves Me? Yep. With the children's song? Yeah, that was written by. Um, Anna Warren, uh, she she wrote that hymn for a little boy who was dying. A song for a little boy who was dying. And then, you know, uh, you come across another hymn by her, uh, We Would See Jesus. You know, we would see Jesus low. Oh, man. I don't remember the words, but the words are beautiful. So, Bear, can you tell me what makes a good friendship? We have a friend. He, he, he lives in Germany. And his name is Kyle, but his nickname is Pooh. He's and, your best friend, right? And uh, Pooh's P-O-O-H, my best P-O-O-H, friend. P-O-O-H, I hope. Like Winnie the Pooh. Okay. And the reason why he got that nickname is because he, when I first met him, he told me that he uh, he loved, he, he would sit in front of the TV with a jar of honey and eat it by the spoons full and wishing he could be winning the poo. So then I used to start calling him Poo. So Poo, our beloved, our dear one, our three names I refer to him as. And what makes him such a but good friend? He, well, two th- one thing. I've, I mean, I've been somebody who's always looking for people like a friend or somebody that you could love and that, that would love you no matter what they found out about you or how difficult you were. And um, he was 18 when he walked into my life, and that was 12 years ago. And he he loved me. He listened to me. He didn't always understand. We did have a bump in the road because sometimes you you, you think that you meet a person you're going to meet all your needs, and and, and that's then they can't do that. And so we we had a parting of the ways for a while, and I wanted to yell at him. I wanted, but the Lord had me keep my mouth shut so I didn't, I didn't say anything to him. <laughs> and I did afterwards, but then finally I had to come to him and said, okay, Pooh, I was wrong. You know, I expected things from him that I shouldn't have expected. And so now, I mean, can we start over again? And, and it's been wonderful ever since. And it's just, I mean, and you can't be committed to everybody, but I made a commitment to him. I told him, I said, I'll, you know, I'll be your friend until the day you die. And uh, I'm, I'm committed to this friendship. 
even so you know we used to talk every week on the phone we've missed now a lot of times but um you know for the past 12 years we've talked uh we've talked oh i don't know how many times quite a bit he just cared for me and he loved me and he told me i've never been ashamed or embarrassed by you and he, he's not as emotional as i am when i when i would see him Sometimes I would, when I had to say goodbye to him, I was a nervous wreck. I, I mean, I'd cry. And and um, one time, well, I mean, when I knew that I wasn't going to see him for a while, I laid my head in his lap and just sobbed and said, Pooh, I just, my heart's just broken because I have to say goodbye to you. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And I cried for weeks when I got home. And when I would talk to him on the phone, I'd cry because I missed him. And um, I still cry when I see him. <laughs> One time I, when I saw him, I cried, and Pooh said to me, he said, listen to me, you never need to feel ashamed to cry when you see me. I know why you're crying, and it's fine with me. So he, I mean, it's a give and take. I mean, but I mean, he's married. He has two cubs, and uh, I sang at his wedding. So I told him, I said, Pooh, I'm not saying anything at your wedding. You know what I think about you, how I feel about you, and the DLF, that's his wife. I call her the DLF, dear little friend. She wanted a bear name, but I couldn't think of one. <laughs> and so she, um, so, I mean, I went to see them one time, and they said, when I walked in their apartment, they said, well, welcome home, bear. How does it feel to be home? <laughs> they just loved me and cared for me, and that's what I needed, you know. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I get around and know a lot of people and see a lot of people, but, you know, this past year has really been hard a lot of times because I, I live by myself and you can't see very many people. I would listen. What's this man's name that we heard today? John Mark Comer. Yeah, he was talking about how this period of time where people are lonely and, uh, you know, disconnected, and it's really sad. And, and you know, say, don't meet that. You, so, so it's been a struggle because I'm going to yell at the governor and say, this is dumb, this is stupid. And that's another whole issue we need to talk about another time. But so that's, that's a, that's a friendship that I really count as really special to me. So I sometimes feel overwhelmed um, because I feel like I'm not always a very good friend to people. You're not what? I'm not always a very good friend to people. And there are so many people. It takes that work. I, yeah, and and it's hard. And I don't. Yeah, it is hard. How, how do you like? You know a lot of people. How do you like? Do you prioritize your friendships? Uh, I don't know. I, I just somebody just called me today, and I felt so bad because I hadn't talked to him for a long time. His, his name was Will. His his name is Will. I call him Will Scarlet <laughs> because of uh, because of Will Scarlet and Robin Hood. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. All these friends of mine get nicknames. Most of them are bear names, though. <laughs> bear cub. You've never given me a nickname, Sweet sir. bear cub. <laughs> um, just cub. Somebody says, have you seen cub? Well, you call everybody cub. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> so, it's, I don't know, Drew. It's, and then sometimes you wonder, does anybody, you know, this pastor just, I don't think anybody really cares what happens to me. You know, if I die, who cares? Hmm. Just being alone all the time, and it's hard. Yep. 
And then you wish you were like somebody else, but I have a friend I would not be in his shoes for nothing. Uh, this poor brother, he he's he's married and things aren't good for him. And he would, and you know, I don't know why the Lord had me do this, but when he was 18, I, I met him. And I just told him, I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to be your friend for the rest of your life through thick and thin. And it's pretty it's pretty thick now, pretty thin now, because not or not on my part, but I mean, he would call me and he would just sob and cry and talk about his loneliness and how hard it is, because being living with somebody who this it's really hard for him. And I said, Oh Lord! And see, sometimes you wish you could be in somebody else's place, but when you mm-hmm. see something like this, you say, Lord. I'm glad I'm where I'm at. <laughs> so it teaches you not to covet other people's positions or whatever they're up to, you know. Mm-hmm. You need to be content with where you are, which is really hard to do at times. I mean, and the biggest thing, you know, like like you were asking about this thing with Ravi Zacharias. Oh, I tell you, the Lord put me in a place where I was scared. I was, I was afraid of him. I didn't know what to do. I said, Lord, who do I turn to? Where do I go? You were scared of... so hopeless. I was scared of the Lord. Because I knew what the Lord could do to people. I mean, what can what can do to you if you like Saul was afraid of the Lord when the Lord didn't mm-hmm. answer him? And, oh my goodness! And and I said when I heard this man's memorial service and I thought about all those wonderful things that people said about him. Kenya and and what what was it like for him? I don't know. I don't know what to get there. But when this man appeared before the Lord, and oh my goodness, yeah. that thing just terrified me. So I said to the Lord, and I had to go back and look at my life and all the sins that I've committed and, and, and sometimes being a hypocrite and, and laying it out before the Lord and saying, Lord, I'm guilty. I'm just as guilty as this man. I can't, I can't say I'm better than he is. And, and, and see, I was memorizing Psalm 103 at this time and thinking about, you know, the, the Lord shows mercy to those who fear him. So I said, Lord, you know, I need to confess my sin before you and, 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 uh, look to you for mercy and help. But the Lord knows how to deal with his children, you know. He deals with us each in different ways, you know. He doesn't treat us all the same. He, he deals with us and because he knows us. He knows what will, what will, how we'll, re- how we respond to him. And for me, it's his love and his kindness and his, that breaks my heart. You could talk to him all day about his anger against sin and wrath against sin, but if but but when you talk about his mercy, how, how he, for like for instance, when when Israel, the Lord told Israel, I mean they kept departing from him and turning away from him, and finally he said, "All right, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. Go to your own gods, help them, have them help you. I'm not answering you anymore." And uh, then it says that the, the people put away their gods and they worshiped the Lord only. And then it said this, that the Lord's heart was moved because of the misery of his people. Well, it was their own fault. And then he got up and did something about it. And that just broke me up. I just said, Lord, oh, well, who are you? I don't understand you. These people were mean and nasty and they disobeyed you. And you said, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. And so when you saw their misery, you you get up and you deliver them? Who are you? I don't know you. <laughs> Who is this God? And so those are the things that, that, that we, I turn my, I turn away from my struggles with sin and turn to Him and say, Lord, 
<laughs> it's your goodness that leads me to repentance and not your anger and wrath. Hmm. Amen. Um, Thomas Brooks said, um, you can talk all, you can talk about God's wrath and God's anger and it won't move a sinner. But when you talk, start talking about the Lord's love, his compassion and what he did for sinners, that's, um, that's the thing that would break a sinner's heart and turn him from his sin to the Lord. And the Lord said that himself. If you, if you just turn away from your sin, I, this is what I will do. He said, how amazing. So. Doesn't mean the Lord doesn't correct his children. He does, and he does put them in places that are hard. And it's their own fault that they might learn lessons. But in the end, he comes and delivers them and, and, and shows great kindness and love to them. And see, that's again where you say, Jesus of very soul of thee with sweetness fills my breast. But sweeter far thy face to see and in thy presence rest. Mm-hmm. And the, the beauty of that hymn is saying that thinking about Jesus is great, but experiencing the reality of him. Yeah. If it's sweeter far, thy face to see and in thy presence rest, Mm -hmm. to go to that deeper level. And we could spend a lot of time saying, well, what does it mean to go to that deeper level? Like to go beyond thoughts and the rational part of my brain sometimes wants to go there. But you see, you see, he says, in my presence is fullness of joy Mm. and at my right hand are pledges forevermore. So when you struggle with sin and temptation, sometimes you say, would you rather have this or have the Lord say to you, "At my in my presence is fullness of joy and at my right hand are pledges forevermore. And to be with him, uh, to be in his presence, that's the joy and delight. You know, you, you love the Lord, you obey him, but, but even more than that, to be in his presence and hear him say to you, welcome home, Beloved, and when he calls you beloved and takes you in his arms and kisses you and holds you close to his heart and whispers in your ear, you're finally home, dear one. You don't need to struggle anymore. Oh, I look forward to that day. And I'd rather have him say that to me than say to me, depart from me. I never knew you. When I wasn't willing to depart with my sin, with my greed and lust and all those things. And and some people aren't willing to do that. They'd rather hang on to their anger, their bitterness, their lust, their their greed. They'd rather have that than him. And, you know, I, I can't judge this man, but uh, I think he, when you see what happened to him and what he did for years, oh, my goodness. He just cried, Lord, Robbie, save me from this, you know. Save me from myself. <laughs> What's that? Oh, to be saved from myself, dear Lord. Oh, to be lost in thee. Well, do you want to sing a song for us? Say it again. Do you want to sing a song for us before before we go? Um, let me think. Oh, I love this hymn by 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 Bonar. A few more years, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see now. What is the tune to have in a hymn book? A few more years, Cheryl. No, no. I know the tune. The two tunes make a few more years shall roll. A few more seasons come, and we shall lie with them that rest asleep within the tomb. A few more storms shall beat on this wild rocky shore. 
and we shall be where tempests cease and surges swell no more. A few more suns shall set o'er these dark hills of time, and we shall be where suns are not a far serenier climb.